0: Hey, welcome to the Daily Addict Podcast. It's your boy Tim and your boy Dave. What's up? Season three. We're bringing it into 2020 real live. Um, make sure you check us out on Twitter at Daily Addict Show. Make sure you follow us on IG, the Daily Addict Podcast. We're on YouTube. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, every format. Make sure you give Everywhere. us a review. Because that that helps us help you help us if that makes any sense. But today we have a guest, uh, on the show today. His name's Audie. He's with Cannano. uh, it's a organization that's a nonprofit. They do, they fundraise for cannabis research, which is near and dear to our heart. Um, his Twitter feed is at no canna. And, uh, They're in the research, they educate and raise awareness about cannabis in itself. So without any further ado, let's drop that shit, Dave.
1: America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse.
0: Yeah, so anyways, how's it going, Artie? Tell us a little bit about yourself, bro.
1: Yeah, it's going good. I'm um, from Canada, up here in Ontario. Uh, it's winter, everything's cold up here, uh, as one can guess. I um, started uh, Canada back in 2017, but I had to shut it down. Um, this year, though, I started it up again before Christmas, so I'm hoping to get some traction here and get uh, things rolling for my nonprofit.
0: So what exactly um, what is, is, is the mission statement of your nonprofit? What's your main goal?
1: Well, our main goal is to raise um, funds for cannabis research so we can help other people, um, patients, and also to help people learn.
0: You know, there's a lot of lack of cannabis research because of its prohibition for the last hundred years. So that's a really, you know, that's a noble thing that you're doing. We appreciate it. Is there anywhere anybody can go, any of our listeners, uh, listeners can go if they want to donate some money to your cause?
1: Yes, yeah, certainly you can go to my website. It's uh, canano.blogspot.com or you can also go to um, Plumfund.com and just re- um, search canano and it'll come up right there.
0: So what what how was their money going to be used? So when they come there they say, "Hey man, I'm going to drop 25 bucks at Canano or 2500 or whatever." How how is that money translating into cannabis research?
1: Yeah, certainly. Uh, So I'm going to go to, we have a medical cannabis research clinic up here. It's called, um, oh, it's through McMaster's University. It's in Hamilton, Ontario. And the fund that I raised, I would present to the researchers over there at the clinic.
0: So they have research already kind of going on. Um, Do they have a program already going on?
1: Yeah, now that it's legalized, the the studies are more easily to
0: be able to, to be conducted. So. That's okay. Good. That's awesome, man. Well, I definitely admire your time for that. Cause I know nobody's paying you for that. So is there a reason why it's so personal to you? As far as that, do you have an illness or know somebody with an illness that cannabis has helped?
1: Um, I, well, I've been around, uh, like cancer, depression. I myself, I suffer from eating problems. Um, so that it has helped me tremendously. And, um, I just want to, further the research to help, hopefully help other people.
0: You know, that's what it's all about, man, is there's a lot of uh, around the cannabis community and around these uh, different substances and compounds that they're finding in cannabis. uh, There's just a lot of people that are putting their own time and effort into healing and trying to find out how these compounds react with the human body, what illnesses that they... Um I don't want to say that they heal because that's still subjective because we need some of this research that you're, you know, that you're raising money for. So it's a very important thing, man. I just wanted to cover a story right here about Rick Simpson. And our listeners know, our daily addicts out there know I drop Rick Simpson's name every now and then because he's a real pioneer. And he really started something big with his Rick Simpson oil. And anybody in Michigan or any of the caregivers, any of the growers in any of the legal states here in the in the U.S., they know about Rick Simpson oil. Because you can have, in Michigan, you can have like 60 ounces of it. Like you can have so many ounces of weed or so many uh, edibles or so much oil or whatever. And I think with Rick Simpson oil, you can have a ton of Rick Simpson oil. I mean, it's very powerful shit.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-uh.
0: So people that don't know what it is, I'll break it down real quick. What they do is take about one pound of material, and that could be bud. It could be trim, but as long as it has the properties and the trichomes on it and everything like that. And they basically remove all that material. They remove all the compounds from the plant material, and they condense it down to about 60 grams of oil so you take about 450 grams of material you remove all the plant matter out of it all the chlorophyll all the green leaf matter and you bring it down and you do it through a process with uh alcohol some people like to use pure ethanol some people like to use uh like a grain alcohol, like uh, my favorite would be uh, um, Everclear. So you go buy some Everclear. You can't get Everclear in Michigan not 100%, so you'd have to go outside the state to get it. But what you do is basically soak your material in Everclear, Everclear and then slowly boil it off until you come up with the Rick Simpson oil. And that gives you a very potent condensed compound in that oil that people, if you go on YouTube and look and you look at some of the, the people, just putting Rick Simpson on your heels, you'll see people that have healed themselves skin cancer and things like that. So um he's on your Twitter feed on a on a story here through Emerald Magazine, and he was hoping to see people, and what the story actually is about is uh Rick Simpson talks about skin cancer and things like that, but also, um, he talks about the movement where it's went and, and how he got going with this thing. And it's very interesting how he kind of accidentally found Rick Simpson oil. Um, he did it with a very concentrated leftover residue from his vaporizer. And then he started experimenting and then healed his own cancer. I believe he, he, he healed his own skin cancer with it. Yeah.
1: Not just once, but he did that twice. He oh. experimented with it uh, the first time, and then he was working at the hospital, and he got sick again with uh, skin cancer. And then he went to his doctor, and they told him, well, basically what any normal doctor these days tells you, that cannabis ain't going to help you. And then he went off experimenting like you were saying, and his uh, skin cancer cleared away.
0: Isn't that amazing? Western medicine tells you something won't work, and they don't even know. It's one thing to say something won't work, but it's another thing to say, hey, we, we don't know because we never used it. I mean, I guess people are skeptical, but I've met people that have been healed with RSO. So I'm, I'm a believer. I actually, uh, a group of caregivers and myself went down and took a, uh, a seminar from a gentleman that studied under Rick Simpson before he moved to Croatia. He might be back in Canada now because it's legal, but I know at one point they were threatening to, you know, uh, imprison him. So he left Canada to continue his research. And I guess Croatia was kind of open to it, so that I know he was there for a while. But I'm not sure if he's back in Canada or not. I don't know if this article says it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, but he talks about in here. I guess so. In this on on Emerald, if you go to the Emerald which is on Canon Noah's Twitter feed so if you go to at no canna, it'll be right there at the top but also you could go to the emerald and check out the story on rick simpson it's very interesting because he talks about when he was diagnosed with skin cancer where what motivated him um how often it came back and how the doctor react uh reacted to when he when he did you know heal his skin cancer um doctor's probably like shit
2: (laughs) (laughs) there goes my money it's
0: all about the money man um and according to him they they ask him about cbd and cbd treatments for diseases and like cancer and stuff and he says his experience cannabis oils that contain high levels of thc are most effective in the treatment of cancer And I truly believe that. And I think that's why Rick Simpson oil works, because I think it's a, you know, I forgot what they call it. I think they call it a uh, where you need all of the compounds for it to affect the cells. It just isolated compounds are not going to help you. Um, You're going to need everything in the plant. Yeah, I tried that once. Yeah. How did that go?
2: Not good, man. I won't do it again. No.
0: No. So, just so those of you that don't know, Dave took a rice sized. Two rice sized. Two rice sized doses of RSO. And how long was it before you were Googling how not to be high? Probably about four hours. Four hours? Yeah. <laughs> no more, man. But it healed you, man. <laughs> when In you me, woke, when you woke up you were feeling great don't lie
2: i was probably more relieved that i didn't die mm.
0: it is pretty intense it is
2: and it hits you like there's no slow starts it's just it's on
0: you man a lot of the research that has been done by rick simpson and other people that have used rso are all online somewhere so it it that's what's interesting about this organic type movement with Rick Simpson is that he's been kind of touted as the godfather of this thing since he, he started it. And I think that there's a huge following rightfully so, but when do you think Rick Simpson, this is a question for you Audi. When do you think someone like Rick Simpson will be able to walk into McMaster's university and you, and then they, you know, they do a co-op together to figure out, how to make this more accessible to people.
1: Yeah, it'd be a breakthrough for sure. Especially to have somebody like Rick Simpson behind it.
2: Is he, is he in Canada right now or not?
0: Does anybody know? I'll find out.
1: I can't find anything. I don't know.
0: If you want to do any more research on, Anybody out there that's suffering from something that things uh Rick Simpson oil or R S O can benefit you, you can go to phoenixtears.ca or you can go to Simpson Ramador. That's Simpson R A M A D U R dot com. Um he don't have any involvement with any companies that's making RSO, but he tells you how to make it. And these websites kind of walk you through it, what you need to do. So it, this is, it, that's what kind of movement this is. This isn't something that pharmaceuticals are going to get their hands on and patent because it's a plant that everybody can have now. That's the good thing about it. The good thing is the victory with cannabis is it can be shared by all. And that's the way the resources should be shared. It shouldn't be hoarded and profited cuz then we're in the same boat we were before.
2: So the 60-year-old retired machinist still quietly lives in Croatia. Oh no shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's been there since 2009. Wow. He said I think both Trudeau, Trudeau and Trump can both go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Which is about right, man. I mean, if this stuff actually helps people,
0: I don't know. Instead of ignoring this shit, just. And RSO and Rick Simpson, Rick Simpson is worldwide. People use this stuff everywhere in every country. And I don't understand why it's not like a common household name, why people that. That are diagnosed with cancer like one of the first things they're doing for alternative treatment is trying to get some rso
2: you know they're gonna be upset when rick simpson lives to like 150 years old and nobody else does <laughs> they're gonna be like shit <laughs>
0: i told you so uh, that's great
2: man you think somebody would invite him back to the states
0: yeah, he now, should. all that his
2: movement's kind
0: of. You know the thing about this guy? You know what I like about Rick Simpson? He don't take credit for nothing. He's not trying to profit off anything. He's just pissed off that people are using this for that. Right. He discovered something that cures cancer. That's what we've been waiting for for decades, the cure to cancer. And they're not even, like, nobody's really taking it seriously still. Is there so much money in having cancer? Oh, yeah. That's big money, man.
1: There's still a big stigmatism, too, behind cannabis yet. There's, because of Reefer Madness, everybody thinks it's a, a horrible thing. It'll take a while to get that changed.
2: I think we're getting there slowly, though. I think it's coming along. Yeah, slowly, totally, yeah. I mean, because there actually is some doctors now that, you know, tell you to go try
0: it. Let's skip. Uh, let's skip over RSO now, since we beat that one up. But anybody that needs any has any questions about our RSO or have never heard of it, it's all online there. So make sure you check that out. I want to go on to this next uh, article here, um, and this is actually from uh, a retweet on O from the MMP connection. About uh, with the recent legalization of recreational marijuana in Illinois, the Rock Island County Health Department is warning people about the physical dangers of, of marijuana or of cannabis, I guess. It's hard for me to click on this one. What's up with that? Oh, there it is. Why are we getting feedback, man? It's because my shit's too loud or am I getting too close? You're too close. Too close. Back up, man. Back up. I love, I love it when you go to these cannabis or marijuana websites. and they. I thought you were going to say,
2: I love it when you call me Big Pop. <laughs> I love it when you call me Big Pop. That's how Pop, it started out, man. Throw
0: your hands in the air. Uh, no, but it, I really love it. You go to all these websites and they ask you, are you over 21? Yeah. I mean, what?
2: Anybody can click, in. Yeah. <laughs> <What the? laughs>
0: it's so fucking ridiculous. I mean, yeah, it's cool, whatever. You're protecting yourself legally, but... It, that's stupid. It's just fucking stupid. You shouldn't even have to do that. Um, but anyways, we're talking about with the recent legalization of recreational marijuana in Detroit. I mean, in Detroit, in Illinois, sorry. Um, about the physical effects. They're warning people about the physical effects now. They're saying do not use it if you're pregnant or breastfeeding because it could impact the health of your baby. That's fair. That's fair enough. Um, just because marijuana is now legal for recreational, doesn't mean it's safe in all circumstances. They're saying, uh, you should be, whether it's edible, smoking, or vaping, it's linked to a low birth weight birth weight and can impact brain development and developing in a developing fetus, uh, fetus, (laughs) fetus fly trap. Um, they also say marijuana can harm lung tissue and cause damage in small blood vessels.
2: I want to see the research proof, though, because if they haven't really, like, researched this shit for very long,
0: they're just saying, how
2: are they coming up with these? Ooh, now it's... it's I want to see the That's proof. That's their job. They're the health department. He's from the yeah.
0: whole- right. Health officials also warn marijuana can be addictive with 1 in 10, u- 10 users becoming addicted. Man... I'm so tired of people talking about addiction with with chemicals. Like, there's some chemical. Like, if you line ten people up and got them all high, one of them's gonna be addicted the next day. Like, they're gonna be like physically, well, withdrawn from standing him. on the <laughs> corner. Hey, man, I don't believe that shit. You know what? The whole fucking country's addictive. Here's a news. Here's a news flash for everybody. This whole country's addicted to all kinds of shit. Gambling, alcohol, pills, nicotine, fucking video games, phones. Driving. What'd you say there?
1: Driving even can be an addiction.
0: There's all kinds of shit.
2: Anything at all can be, man. Yep. Scratching my finger could be an addiction.
0: Right. If it brings you pleasure and you do it too much <laughs> to the point that it's damaging, scratch your finger right off. <laughs> um. So it can also cause problems with short-term memory learning and even intelligence now that i don't agree with i do agree with the short-term memory but
2: that's only short-term though so yeah that's good
0: that's not you know what'd you just say i just said yeah oh did i say it like this yeah
2: no i was just i forgot what you said
0: oh i oh i said uh it can have problems with short-term memory learning and even intelligence oh shit what'd you just say even intelligence i forgot man (laughs) So I think, I think we should use that to our advantage. We should. Because check this out. I use it with my wife. It works. I use it too. And I think people should use it. It does have short-term memory effects. And this is how you should use it. Everybody that's suffering from PTSD. Like if you go through some traumatic shit, let's just say that on my way home from work, I witnessed some crazy ass shit that's out of the ordinary. Maybe somebody died or something. Maybe there was a car accident that was horrific on the side of the Or road. you witnessed somebody driving without a cell phone in their hand. Yes, I w- that that too. That could be horrific. So if I get home and smoke some weed, I'll forget about it. Then I won't have PTSD.
2: You could also use it when you get pulled over and the cop says you've been smoking weed. You'd be like, I don't know, I forgot, man. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about.
0: Many, many good things. Many good things from having a short term memory loss, man. Look at look at Dory on Nemo. She's has the perfect life. She don't remember shit. Right. She's happy all the fucking time. So I digress with their warnings here, Health Department of Illinois. One interesting fact about Illinois, it is the first state to legalize without a uh without a voter initiative. I don't know that. Yeah, the government just got smart. They just said, fuck it. All these states around us are all legal. They're selling weed everywhere anyways. We might as well make it legal. Fuck it. So that's smart. That's a that's some smart politics, which I never use in the same sentence.
2: I just can't wait for the day where you can actually just ship that shit. Like UPS. Just ship it out, man.
0: You can. It's illegal, but you can.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm talking about when it's legal, oh, when it's just legal? for like the states that you know are running out, shipping some UPS, man.
0: Why? Why go? You? Why not just go right on Amazon, man? They got everything else,
2: dude. I was on Amazon yesterday. You know they sell real cars on Amazon. Cars? Car, yeah, they got a car section. That's
1: basically, how it is up here. Yeah. yeah. We they, order it offline, and then the mailman brings it to us.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, you guys have online ordering for... Yeah, that's how you... Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. How it's is
1: OCS. your... and then, yeah, you just...
2: How is your guys' medical weed there? Medical marijuana medical whatever?
1: Uh, the cannabis itself is good. It's just the uh, the people who have a hard time trusting the government still.
0: And that's going to be everywhere. Yeah, yeah. We, we've covered stories about Canada's legalization, Audie, and it's about the black market is still bigger than the legal market there. So we, we, we kind of think that that's, that's kind of why you gotta be, you're, you're on a slippery slope when you're trying to legalize an illicit drug because there's still the black market out there. And if you make it too expensive for people to do legitimate business, then, I mean, I give you a perfect example. If you're a caregiver in Michigan you can grow up to 72 plants. You can claim taxes on that. You can actually claim it as an income and you can sell your overages to processors that are legitimate and you can sell your marijuana to your patients. But if you're an illegal, if you're a legal medical dispensary, now you got to pay an excise tax You got to pay all the licensing fees. You got to get every batch tested that you sell. You have to pay payroll tax and overhead on all your inventory and all your people you hire to help dispense your marijuana. You got to pay state, local, uh, federal. Well, not federal at this time, but taxes. So when you look at the bottom line, the caregiver still has the upper hand in providing a cheaper alternative that many times is just as good as the legal alternative or the, you know, taxed, regulated alternative. And that's what drives the black market, you know? So I think you guys got a lot of things like that still going on in Canada. So is it hard to get marijuana in Canada if you're not ordering it online?
1: No, not really. Black market's still pretty uh, dominant around here, so...
0: Yeah, there's probably a lot of... You can just
1: go to your local guy.
0: And how's how's the quality of bud? I mean, it has to be pretty good. I mean, you guys have been doing it for a long time now. Um, From
1: black market or government?
0: Both. Yeah, what's the difference? Is there a difference between the both? two? Mm,
1: just that one's regulated by the government and the other isn't. That's really the biggest difference. Uh, both are good, though, like, we're, we're, uh, wh- world renowned for BC bud.
0: So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. BC Bud's been around for a while. Yeah. It ain't going
2: nowhere. So if it's about the same quality, why spend more when
0: you can get it on the streets for just cheaper? the price is different. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. We covered a story about that, um, about exactly that the black market in Canada and and we have some followers uh in Canada we got some daily addicts in Canada that we talk to quite often and i guess personal wise you can grow up to like four plants or something like that i know it's something quite small as far as like yeah. four four plants and how much how much can you have on you at one time like if i was just take it if i was bringing some weed to your house and i got pulled over how much can i have on me
1: i think you're allowed to carry up two
0: an ounce oh that's that's decent yeah i mean and how long have you been legal how long have you guys been legal i don't even, i feel like i'm I'm ashamed to ask that since I October. Know. since october okay total recreational yeah. And, you know, the bottom hasn't fallen out. You guys ain't all sitting around eating chips, not going to work. I mean, everything's just moving right along nicely, though, isn't it? It didn't change the fabric of your of your country, did it?
1: No, if anything, it made it more kind of relaxed. You didn't have to always be watching over your shoulder.
0: That's yeah. a positive. Yeah, that's what's, that's the thing that we shouldn't have to watch over our shoulders for really a lot of the shit we do you know but yeah that's the main thing i i kind of have that relief but you still have people that lived through the 70s and 80s especially the 80s when the when reagan and uh, dare came out and they were just just beating the shit out of marijuana and drugs in general you still have people that are still living in the past like that
2: i am a dare graduate you are i got my award right there
0: you did well yes Certificate of Achievement You went through Drug Abuse Resistance
2: Education I did
0: And it worked perfectly
2: I did I never touched drug After that class man Wow Never But you know I do still think That's a very important thing Man is education But not Not this way That, that they That there does it Right I think education Is a very Cause nobody really knows man All they heard Was the bullshit lies About drugs Right You got to educate them, man.
0: Yeah. People should know the truth. And that's what part of, that's what Cannano is all about. You know, getting down to the truth and the science behind the cannabis. Right. Getting the compounds into the right hands of the scientists who can decipher what they do and what they don't do. I agree. There's just a lot of fucking bullshit out there, man. So.
1: You know why the prohibition even started, really?
0: Yeah, but uh, I'm I'll be glad to hear it again. Because the uh, there was a newspaper,
1: and he was printing off of like normal tree paper. And then when cannabis was legal, they discovered you can make paper from hemp, which was a heck of a lot cheaper than the paper they were using for the newspapers they were printing. So what they did, as the a newspaper guy, he got nervous that his business was going to go under because they're going to start processing this hemp paper to print on. He might have lost his business, so he created uh, – he put fear into the cannabis and then basically got it outlawed so he could continue on with his paper and not have to worry about going out of business. Yeah,
0: you're talking about form, William Randolph Hearst is who you're talking about, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and he was on. He was a big West Coast, big uh, lum- lumbering pioneer of, of, of news – And uh, you're exactly right. Um, They made hemp illegal. Him along with Harry Anslinger back in the day. See, a lot of people would think that, and they and they wrongfully say this that Nixon is the godfather of the drug war, or Nixon started the war on drugs. And it was long before that. It was long before that. William Randolph Hearst is one of the first ones, and he was a tycoon. Uh, One of the richest men in the country. And you're damn right. He owned a bunch of paper mills to make his newspaper. And he's seen this hemp as a threat because it's cheaper. Um, He didn't want to have to reinvest into this whole new thing. There's a lot of shit that he did that was fucked up. That when people get rich and they're powerful, they do some fucked up shit.
2: Hemp's going to save the world, man. Watch. I agree with that 100% everything and anything can be made from hemp I,
0: in, in the, in the amount of things is debatable. Cause I went to a seminar about a month ago where a university professor said 25,000 known uses. But if you look online, they say up to 60,000 known uses. And I was excited to see there is a gentleman over in the UK who started a hemp sunglasses he's got the yeah. very first hemp sunglasses and they they're just called hemp sunglasses what's that
1: I've seen I've seen what you're talking about the sunglasses that
0: was cool yeah they're pretty slick and then now they got the first hemp tennis shoes they're waterproof they're lightweight they're fucking durable you know um they're just they're going to keep coming out you're going to start seeing this the first hemp. Uh,
2: I hope so, man. We got to stop cutting trees down and making plastics.
0: Yeah, I agree. And all that shit can be made with hemp. I agree. One day, man. One day. We can only dream, but I think we're on our way. Um, hey, I just want to give uh, a shout out to you, um, Audi, and your organization, Can um big ups to you man keep up the good work i hope you raise a ton of money to help the research for cannabis uh mcmaster's university and their science lab or the people they got there Uh, i appreciate you being on brother
1: thanks guys thanks for having
0: me on tim and dave thanks man take it easy man it was a pleasure yeah you too Hey, everybody out there, make sure you check us out on iTunes. Give us that review. We're on IG. Everywhere. Drop drop a knowledge on that ass. Make sure to check us out on Patreon because we have bonus material there for you. Because we love talking about drugs. And you love listening. Cocaine.